We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our our Gut Talk. Talk. You all probably aren't going to be shocked by this, but we get asked what our favorite probiotic is probably 10 times a week. So let's talk about it. Just Thrive is a spore-based probiotic, and if you want to learn more about spore-based probiotics and Just Thrive, go to episode 16 titled Probiotics 101 on Gut Talk. We talk all about it. It has 100% survivability through your harsh stomach acid to the places it needs to go. I hate to break this to you, but a majority of probiotics on the market aren't actually doing anything if they don't make it past your stomach. Just Thrive has run many clinical studies and has proven to support leaky gut, your immune system, your brain, and more. I've taken this probiotic for over a year and has been such an asset during my gut healing journey. I still take it today and I love it oh so much. They also have a line of other supplements such as Ultimate IgG that I love to support the gut lining, Immunity Plus to combat illness, and Gluten Away if you're gluten sensitive and want to take it before eating out at a restaurant. Of course, we have a discount code for you. You can go to justthrivehealth.com and use the code GTG for 15% off at checkout. I love this company so, so much. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Jilly. And we're back. Mm-hmm. We're in our cottage cheese era. Oh, my gosh. This is the month or the era of cottage cheese eggs. Do you ever get nervous, like, when you love something so much mm-hmm. and you eat it every day because you can't help yourself, but simultaneously you're fearing that you're going to turn yourself to hate it. Maybe it's a song. Maybe it's a food. I was food. just about to say, it's songs for me because I'm obsessed with one song right now. And I I literally thought to myself this morning, I'm going to hate it in a week. What song is it? Growing Sideways by Noah Kahn. Yeah. Yeah. I do it. I do it with. I, I told you to turn it on three times yesterday in the car. Something like that. What else do you do it with? Well, it, with everything. I think I might have an addictive okay. personality. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Because I do it with food. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid, I had a turkey, no, ham. Sorry, everyone, for what I'm about to say. A ham and ketchup sandwich every single day for probably a year and a half. And I haven't had one since. And if you're not privy to our Instagram and TikTok and you haven't seen the fact that I am obsessed. Follow us at Gut Talk Girls. With cottage cheese in my scrambled eggs. It Mm -hmm. sounds disgusting. Everyone who's tried it has been like, this is fantastic. Including our biggest hater slash doubter of all, our dad. (laughs) And he was, he made it from my grandparents this morning. I can't wait to get Papa Rudy's take on cottage cheese eggs. No, and we asked some of you. Some we asked you guys to post it, and we had Instagram stories out the wazoo. I think everybody loves it. Yeah, I'm just really concerned that I'm gonna make them every day until I hate them. No, so I might, are. I'm gonna give myself mandatory rest days. Okay. I, but I mean, how can you deny 30 grams of protein to start off your day? No, you can't. And I just I think it's so amazing. And as you all know, if you've listened to us, protein is so incredible. Lead with protein. Lead with protein, especially for breakfast. Keeps you fuller, longer, keeps you satiated. It's why I never start my day with sugar anymore. Exactly. Like super sweet things, it's a downhill spiral mm-hmm. from there. 
for me. So go check out our reel um, if you want the recipe. It's super simple, but we made a video for you guys. Yep. So what are we getting into today, Jen? Well, we've had many discussions by ourselves, and we're like, why not podcast about this? Because we think that you guys are going to be intrigued, slash maybe you're on a journey of your own in this. But we want to talk about alcohol. Yep. And and the the alcohol-free life. What we call the mocktail movement. The mocktail movement, the damp lifestyle. There's a bunch of words, and I don't really think we need to label it, but... And also, too, I think this might be a good trigger warning if you do have Mm -hmm. issues with alcohol, if you do have triggers towards alcoholism or sobriety or anything like that. It's what we're going to be talking about, so just wanted to give everyone a, a heads up. And one thing that I want to also preface with as we get into this conversation is we are not alcoholics. We do not have any sort of addiction. This is this conversation is stemming from lifestyle changes we want to make, why we want to make them, how I never really saw myself going in this direction, but how it happened. And so again, Jenna and I have had some conversations and we actually have stopped ourselves from continuing those so we can have the conversation here mm-hmm. and hopefully guide some people, help some people, or just give you a new perspective on the damp lifestyle, uh, less alcohol, and, and why we're we're feeling that way. Yeah. So Jen, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Well, if you guys have been following me for a while, I've mentioned it multiple times. And it's the fact that Like any sorority college girl, let's say 95% of them, I was a binge drinker in college. I joined Kappa Delta, KD Baby, and basically from day one of college, it was go hard or go home in my book and in all of my friends' book. We were, you know, fun-loving, free-spirited college girls. And what came with that was a lot of consumption of alcohol. And I didn't mind it at all in college. Like, I bounced back quickly. You know, you're 18, 19, 20, 21. You're, you're unstoppable. I studied abroad. We drank all the time out in Europe. Nothing really affected me until the end of college when my gut issues really started. I'm well aware that a lot of my gut issues were partly due to alcohol drinking. I mean, let's face it. Let's just state it at the beginning. Alcohol and gut health are not synonymous. In fact, they are opposites. Alcohol honestly does harm to your gut. Once I started having gut issues, I started to decrease my consumption of alcohol, especially during COVID. I didn't drink a lot. But then comes, we moved to Austin and we kind of got in this cycle of, Everyone else goes out here. All of our friends. We have a ton of events to go to. There's always alcohol. There's always an opportunity to drink. And at a point, it really was not feeling good to me. And that that feeling not good has been somewhat recent when you've at least acknowledged it and put two and two together. Recent? I don't know. I mean, it waking up hungover on a Sunday for many, many weekends in a row never felt good to me. Right. But what I'm saying is... This, Was I going to slow down? Right. Yes and no. Right. Right? Yeah. So... Your, your tune about it changed in the more recent months, I would say. Yeah, because I think the biggest thing about it was... First of all, I talk about gut health, which... 
again, alcohol, gut health, it's their antonyms, if you will. I started to get really down on myself because I would wake up on a Sunday, like I just drank alcohol. I don't even think I really needed to. And I'm dramatic and I'll be the first person to say it. When I'm hungover, you may as well call the day off. Yeah, uh, you're not kidding. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, try living with the girl. It's, uh, the day is over, the world is over, life is over as we know it. And it is, and to be honest, we all metabolize alcohol differently. It, it's, a, it's a fact. And I don't feel like I metabolize alcohol as best as others. And so waking up on a Sunday and being hungover or drinking multiple days in a row and feeling like shit. And I'm not saying I'm out here blacking out. I'm not by any means, but I'm having a decent amount to where, you know, obviously it impairs me, but obviously it makes me not feel good the next day. Explain then what you did in January and how it made you feel. So I decided to do Sober January as that really good excuse of Sober January. A lot of people do it. If you're telling someone you're doing Sober January, they're more likely to be like, ah, okay, like that sucks, but you do you. And guys, it was incredible. Like truly, I have. Why? Why was it incredible? I have so much more energy. There was not one day out of the entire month that I was hungover and couldn't live, have a great day. I still went to events. We went to a concert. I had a freaking blast at the concert. It was honestly me proving to myself that I do not need to drink to one, have fun. And it honestly was just this big realization to me that alcohol does not need to be a a part or a large part of my life, of my social life. It had been so long since I had taken that much of a break from even just a sip of wine, a glass of wine that it felt like more than just my bad hungover Sundays changed, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It was these greater questions about who do I want surrounding me in my life? Do I need alcohol? Do I need alcohol at all? What if I just take a few sips of it? What is my social life going to look like moving forward? And guys, don't get me wrong. I'm not completely giving it up. But what I'm here to say is, I have a very different perspective now. And Jill and I have been having these talks about drinking less and how much better it makes us feel. And I want to kind of turn it to you now of even just this past weekend. Share with them a little bit about what this past weekend was like and what you came to the realization of. Yeah, I mean, so background for me is I love to drink. I love the taste of wine. I love the taste of tequila. I love being drunk. I think for me... And some of the stuff I've been realizing recently is I have so much stress in my day to day and I'm an overthinker by nature and Mm -hmm. someone who holds a lot of anxiety within themselves that like a lot of times getting drunk is like an escape. And I don't look for it. Like I don't drink during the week. I haven't drank during the week except for like an occasion Mm -hmm. in months and months and months. It's not like I wouldn't describe it as a problem, but the feeling of just not having to worry and just being like this more almost like confident and carefree version of myself is something that I've enjoyed. And this might sound wrong, but it's my truth is I can't stand the people are like, oh, I'm sober. Now there's a difference between people that are sober because they have a, have a problem. I respect the hell out of people that, that make that choice for themselves. It's the people that make you feel like you're less than because they've made that choice not to drink. Like, yeah. it's always irritated me. I'm like, 
cool, dude. Good for you. Love that for you. But Mm -hmm. like next. And honestly, I still kind of feel that way because I think the thing is, is like, I think it's a choice that everyone needs to make for themselves. But for me, as you guys know, I've said in previous episodes, I've been having real issues with panic attacks for the past, gosh, seven months now. And recently, as I've been drinking, it makes my panic attacks worse. And I don't like want to get into that too much. That's a different episode. But then I'm starting to think to myself, this is so silly because now what used to be this like fun, carefree feeling isn't that anymore. Mm -hmm. So then I said, okay, well, I'll go sober for February because it's the shortest month of the year. Whatever it takes. And also, too, when I was drinking, I was consuming way too much. And yeah, I had less energy. I felt very foggy. I felt every weekend it was literally just like, where are we drinking? It w- I wasn't even trying to do other things because in Austin, if you're from this area of Ben, you know, there are bars galore and it mm-hmm. is the most fun place in the world. And like you said, we, we get sucked up in it. So it's the 10th of February now. So it's been 10 days and a lot. So I went out last weekend sober Friday night I didn't go out because I was just exhausted and two of my girlfriends came over and we had an ice cream sundae party and Mm -hmm. we had a blast and then I started to realize oh my gosh like there are other fun things to do on a Friday night which sounds silly. Haven't you had those conversations with other people too in terms of doing other activities that don't involve drinking? Uh, Yeah I've talked about it but then I don't actually follow through Mm -hmm. and then on Saturday I actually went to bars downtown and drank a ginger ale, and then ended up going to dinner with a girlfriend of mine, and we got mocktails. And one of the things I realized with mocktails is sometimes I don't even want to drink. I just want something fun to drink. Yeah. And because we don't drink soda, Mm -hmm. I think it's, like, easier to order a tequila soda than, like, a Coke. And so having these fun mocktails, it was perfect. And so then I woke up Sunday. The weekend felt so much longer I definitely feel more clear-headed, but then it started making me think about all of these other things. I've been telling you, I want to start attracting people, and again, love my friends to death. This is nothing against who I have in my life, but I want to meet people that are like-minded, and I want to meet people that want to do the same things that I want to do, and what are the odds that I meet people who want to golf more and play pickleball more and go on walks and at the bar at the bar right right Mm -hmm. so but the scary part that started entering my head is like okay well if I don't drink this weekend will my friends that I do drink with still invite me to things will they still invite me to like fun functions will they still want me to go out on the boats with them this summer if I'm not drinking as much and maybe I'm seen by them as like not as much fun and it, because it's a reality, I personally believe that people equate you drinking to you being fun and yeah. you not drinking to you being boring. Right. And actually, there's one person on, there's actually a lot of people on Instagram now that I've started to have these thoughts that I've kind of thought about. Mm-hmm. And two that come up is one, Melissa Wood, who mm-hmm. has um, the Pilates. Uh, Melissa Wood Health. Melissa Wood Health. Well, she has been sober for years and she, her husband is one of the owners in Tao group and they have basically nightclubs all around the world and she still goes out and has a blast and she makes that choice to still let loose and have fun just in in a sober capacity and so I've thought about her a lot in the past couple of days and then also 
there's this woman out there who Jenna knows I love. Her name's Allie Courtnall, and she has a platform on Instagram. And she talks about she doesn't drink that much, but when she does, she's a blast. And she calls herself Tequila Allie when she drinks. And I love that because it's like, hey, I don't really choose to drink that much, but I still can whenever I want. And I think, like, that puts the power back in your hands. And, for instance, we have some really fun trips coming up in March and I fully plan to drink for them but I think my body is going to be so much better equipped to handle those situations because it's not run down because I'm not drinking every weekend and long story short is I just feel this like it was like a 180 flip was happened to me I went from like I would never do that like I don't think I could get through dry January if I wanted to to like this is going to be more of my lifestyle now Yeah, because I think it's one of those daunting things of we've created this habit. And I think it's not we meaning you and me. I think it's us as a society. Drinking has become this very glamorized. Everyone does it. This is the fun thing to do. You go out to bars. And therefore, it's it's and obviously it's how most people socialize with a drink. And if you're not and if you're sober, you're like, ooh, boring, weirdo. Like so it kind of proves why it is freaking hard to stop is yeah. because there are so many it, th- it feels like there are so many things going against that decision and I think too when you tell people you're not drinking it's hard because a lot of times like I saw it a lot in the past few days or weeks of like and I'm sure you got it too why are you not drinking mm-hmm. oh oh but it's just for February right and you're like oh, I don't know but like is it does it matter and I think people then start to take it personally. There's all these things. And so I think what I've decided is like, I, I don't need to tell people when I'm not drinking. Like if you want me there, great. And if you don't, don't. But I don't, I'm not going to preface it with, but I'm not drinking tonight. Because like that shouldn't matter. But it's hard. And and I'm saying this because maybe you've been nervous or you've tried to reduce your drinking. But it's it's the people around you that have made you not make that decision And we're just saying, we get it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hard. And I feel like we have such an advantage because we have each other. And we really try to support each other. Like, I think I told you during January, like, I don't care. Like, I just want you there. I don't care what format you come in. I just want you there. And and that's the people you need to surround yourself by. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think it's also what I said to you last night of, to me, there's no downside to not drinking. Besides maybe the fact that you're not staying up goofing, giggling around with your best friends at 3 a.m. And I mean, Jill, we're Jill's 28. I'm almost 26. Like our college days are over. Like we had all of those times. And I'm not saying we're never going to do that again. But I think as you grow older, you kind of start to recognize what's more important. And one of the things that is the most important thing to us is our health. Guys, we have this entire platform on gut health, on mental health. As Jill mentioned, alcohol increases her anxiety, right? It it increases mine too. They don't say Sunday scaries for nothing, you right. know? Like you said, being 28, Yeah, I've kind of gotten to this point where it's like, not sick and tired of being sick and tired, but kind of the same idea of, I'm ready for change. Mm-hmm. Change isn't going to walk up to me and smack me in the face and make me change. I have to change I have to make changes in order to see change, right? Yeah. Like definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Mm-hmm. 
me me walking to West 6 expecting to meet some guy who's super fit and like-minded and driven and ambitious just happens to be <laughs> just happens to be binge drinking at a bar like right. sure maybe it'll happen but I'm not saying that if you drink every weekend you're not all those things they just you want to put yourself in a spot to be in a good position to meet like-minded people and that's just where we're at and honestly if I would have heard our own episode a year ago, I would have been like, eh, party poopers. But it's mm-hmm. like, I still want to have fun. I still right. want to go out. But-, but it's the not equating fun with drinking. Yes. And I think that's what's so important is there's a billion activities I can name right now. None of them need alcohol involved. We just choose to bring it because it's, again, the norm, you and, know? And honestly, like talking about this right now makes me a little anxious because... I believe it, but mm-hmm. the fears are still there of like, I, I I, want things to change, but I'm scared what happens if I, I don't like the changes. And that's when you have to just kind of trust your gut, listen to yourself, mm-hmm. and know that those things are, are necessary. And the Super Bowl's this weekend, and I'm going to make some really fun mocktails because I am doing Sober February regardless. Right. And one thing about me is I don't like to put really strong rules on myself because I break them. Mm-hmm. So if mom comes, mom's visiting us in a few days. Like if she comes and I want to have a glass of wine with her, I will. Because yeah. one glass of wine doesn't deter my overall goal. I just like, I want to feel different. And so I'm trying to make changes. But one thing that one of my girlfriends sent me that was really interesting was it's called the real cost of getting Liddy. $20 Uber drive out. Mm-hmm. $150 for food or drinks. Because if you're like me, I love to order chicken wings at the bar. $20 Uber drive home. $10 for a hangover cure, which there's no way it's that much because you know you're door dashing or Uber eating food the next day and it's wildly expensive. Right. For a subtotal of $200, it says 104 nights, Fridays and Saturdays in a year. Total yearly cost of getting Liddy on the weekends, $20,800. So that's another thing too. Yeah. Like what? And right. It, we're saving money too. And and it just allows you, you know, you take half of that, take a quarter of that and you're going on a nice vacation. Right. So it's, it's one of those things where it's just, there are so many positives in the change. You just have to push past a lot of those discomfort. Yeah, and there's two things that I want to say about that and something else. One, we're not sitting here trying to deter you from making a decision no. or, you know, saying, no, guys, join us. Never, don't drink as much anymore. No. Although we'd love to, that, you know, obviously to happen because I think we could all be better humans with less alcohol. But we're here to share what our thoughts have been because to be honest we love being transparent with you guys and jill and i just this is a big part of our lives so we may as well share it with you yeah and we might come on in six months and say hey remember that episode Eh." i don't think i don't think we will doubt it but we're we're just saying this is where we're at in our lives and we wanted to share and i have a lot of girlfriends that are going through similar things and Mm -hmm. when you when you talk about it i think people are like oh yeah because Again, there's this like polarizing stigma. You're either sober and like trying to convince everyone to be that way or you're heavily drinking and the people in the middle don't talk about it too much. But I think that's where we're going to live is somewhere in the the gray. Yeah. I mean, I've had these 
many of these conversations with friends now. So it's not like you and I are just the only people talking about it, right? right? And as you just said, you have two. And then also we have to remind ourselves that when we were healing our gut, when we were in the middle of that, luckily it was at the beginning of the pandemic, a little bit before that, but we weren't drinking. No, I like really at all. Yeah, no, which I, significantly helped us, and our health was incredible. And when I was drinking, it was Tito's with soda and a lime. Like I was not. Yeah, I was, and I was because I wasn't drinking that much. I was having like two drinks exactly. So it's, it's and we felt like a million bucks. Yeah, I mean, during COVID, uh, I know. Whenever I say this to people, they're like, "What?" I was the opposite, but we barely drank during the during COVID. I yeah. barely barely drink like I would go a month and not even realize I hadn't drank because we were spending a ton of time with mom and dad and our parents rarely drink which obviously helps the case like we like the liquor bottles that are in our house only exist because of Jenna and myself unless it's some aged bottle that was gifted to them and the alcohol only moves when we're home. Right. Like our dad now does this funny thing where every once in a while he takes a shot of wine. I don't know what that's yeah, he about. Does. He I've never seen anyone throw back wine the way he does. It's yeah. literally a shot's worth and then he's done. And <laughs> I think it's just like a fun thing I he mean, does for yeah, himself. Yeah, he does honestly make us laugh. Like. <laughs> but our mom... She drinks at Ohio State games. Mm-hmm. Big Buckeye fan over the here. The occasional beer with friends. Yeah, but I mean more than one and she's calling dad to come pick her up. Yeah, but why we say that is because we weren't drinking with them during COVID. We were kind of like, what? This is pointless. Yeah. And but anyway, the whole point of that with me saying that is because we felt freaking good right. during COVID, especially when we were really deep into that gut healing work. Yeah. So I think for us, this is more so encouraging you to really do what feels best yeah and remember that for us the big thing the big message is moderation Mm -hmm. and just finding tips and tricks to make your life more enjoyable and for us I just feel so much more clear-headed and I have Mm -hmm. so much that I want us to accomplish with gut talk you and I both feel like we're really just getting started Mm -hmm. but then also with my corporate career and my goals for my physical health and my mental health and emotional health and relationship health, like they're all can be tied back to this. And yeah. what I look forward to most is when I do have a few drinks, feeling good about those drinks because there's no shame because I'm making the choice mm-hmm. and because I feel good and I've gotten my body to a good place where a few drinks doesn't fully just throw me off because I do think with how much we were drinking – our bodies were so run down and we didn't even know it. Yeah, no, totally. I can't, honestly, can't say any of that better. I, I think you summed it up really well. So we're on the mocktail movement. Yeah. We're excited. We're going to try some out. We're going to make some mocktails I wanted to forward. leave you guys with one person who I think could be beneficial. It's, her name is Olivia Noseda. Um, she has a whole mocktail or she has an Instagram and she posts a ton of mocktails because she calls herself sober curious. I, she just has brought, came out with a podcast too. And I listened to the first episode and I really liked it. Um, if you want, if you're someone who's intrigued and want to learn a little bit more, I would recommend her. Yeah. And I, I think too, it's, you guys are growing with us, whether you've already been through this phase of your life or whether you're not even close to this phase of your life, but 
one thing we're trying to do is share more of who we are as people and mm-hmm. not just the gut health side because I think we are pretty relatable. We're, we're really normal ass human beings. Mm-hmm. Like normal we, ass. Right. Like Jen and I crack all the time. We are not the aesthetic girlies that are looking perfect and, you know, touched up every which way. Mm-hmm. Jenna and I are both in aloe sweatpants. Jenna's have some, uh, some, fur built up on them yeah they <laughs> some, do some pilling i've got some slippers we both have slippers S- on slippers sweatpants like we're really just normal people and i think that these conversations although they're so normal sometimes the one percent feels like the 99 percent mm-hmm. and so we're just here to continue to have normalizing conversations like this of just real life shit yeah Amen, sister. So we appreciate you listening. And let us know, too, if you guys have any feedback or if you want this conversation to start or also love having these types of conversations in DMs. So. All right. Well, we love you guys. We're appreciative of everyone. And we have some interviews coming up that we're really, really excited about. Duke goes to dog school in just about a month, which is going to be a topic of conversation for for sure we have some cool trips Trips. coming up jenna has a birthday um so there's some really exciting stuff be sure to follow us on socials like and subscribe to the pod um and enjoy y'all's day we'll see you next week